Welcome to our what's fast becoming the Tuesday night or afternoon tradition. I don't know when we'll post this probably late in the afternoon. Uh, Acre Pro Buy Sell. And Tom and I have had some fun doing this uh, over the last few weeks. And when it comes to land sales, it pays to have experts in your corner. Acre Pro Midwest Farm Group are your local farmland specialists. With decades of experience in Indiana agriculture, no one including Tom Diener or myself, knows the better market better. Whether you're doing the, a 1031 exchange or simply buying and selling farmland, your local Acre Pro agent will walk the land with you and ensure the deal is done right. Visit acrepro.com or call 765-587-3185 or talk to your local land expert today. Again, that number 765-587-3185. All right, Tom, we've had some fun doing this and uh, uh, things are starting to get interesting with Purdue football, obviously with that uh, 43-37 win over Nebraska. Um, all right, I'm going to start with the old, old you know, and, and this will have, you'll have to tip your hand on Purdue's prediction. Purdue, we, we did a Monday Night Memories on Purdue running the table in 2000 with four consecutive wins in October. You've chronicled, well chronicled, yeah. the need for Purdue's, uh, Purdue's uh, ability to have a successful October. Well, they've won three. Uh, will they win four? We'll start with that. Uh, are you buying or selling that? Are they going to finally beat Wisconsin for the first time since 2003? We probably should have saved this to the end, but we're going to start with it. I think I think they will. I mean, I never thought they had a good chance to be four and zero this month, but like you said, they've already won their first three. Um, not even the not even the biggest Purdue Kool Aid drinker could have could have seen this, right? Uh, to be three and zero going into the last game of this month, and um, yeah, I, I think they're going to do it, Alan. Um, Wisconsin's pretty banged up. They really don't have an offensive identity. I was talking last night to their play-by-play -play guy, Matt LaPay, and, yeah, that's that's kind of what he said, you know. Um, there's no identity on offense. They've been very self-destructive with penalties and turnovers as well. And, again, if you look at the injury report that they put out uh, yesterday, it's pretty lengthy. So, uh, plus, Allen, they're coming off a what was a difficult loss at Michigan State last week, a pretty uh, middling Michigan State team in overtime, so they're not coming in with a lot of mojo. But this will be Jim Leonard's first game in Camp Randall as the interim head coach. They know there's a sense of urgency. We know the history between these schools, at least the recent history. So, again, the Badgers have a lot of urgency here. But here comes white hot Purdue, Allen. I think the Boilers are going to have enough. Uh, may not be pretty, but I, I think in the end, they're going to have enough to get out of uh, get out of Madison with the W, which will be their first in this series since they won in Madison in 2003, which is a string of 15 losses in a row. Yeah, ESPN game day was there that day. We ran a great picture of Arnett Tiller with Kirk Herbstreet. I can remember in our magazine, oh, yeah. Purdue beat them on that day. Uh, I think both teams were ranked in the top 15. It was a Kyle Orton pass fest that game, 55 attempts, as I recall. And it was a game that Purdue, remember, that was the year that Kyle Orton managed the offense. He did not have a good day where he threw the ball a lot, except for the Wisconsin game. Jim Chaney and company, the offensive coordinator, saw some something in that, uh, that that was the way they were going to move the ball, and they did. All right, I'm I'm going to join you. I think I'm going to buy that as well. Uh, I think Purdue will, will get out of there and end this streak. And uh, it is interesting because you're right, Jim Leonard, that's going to be his 
his first game back, but uh, they have really, they really hit a rough patch last week and it does sound like the Badgers are banged up. All right. Devin Mockaby, a big storyline, obviously uh, all time, all time freshman record. He beat out uh, Brandon Jones, 165 yard effort against Northwestern back in 2002. Both guys are redshirt freshmen. Probably the other most notable freshman, uh, Mike Northington, way back in 1973 with five touchdowns and 146 yards rushing. It was a Big Ten record, and he was a true freshman back in 73. Uh, part of the Black and Gold Twins, a politically incorrect name. He and Scott Durking were, were that back in those days. Uh, but uh, we're digressing big time here. But, all right, we're going to say, Will Mockaby, we, we were, did a little of the research. We don't think... There's been a 100-yard Purdue rusher against Wisconsin, uh, maybe dating back to uh, Ed, Ed, or Ed Watson and Mike Allstott going crazy against the Badgers back in 1995. Might have been 97, though, too, now that I think about it, because Watson started that game in the last Purdue win at home with an 80 or 75-yard off the jump. But it, the point being... It's been a long time. Can he make 100 yards on, on Saturday, Devin Mockaby, who's become the flavor of the month in Purdue football? I'd say yes. I'm not betting against this kid, Alan. And, um, yeah, I've actually got pulled up here, the AP story from November 4th, 1995. Yeah. And Watson and, and, and Allstad are in the lead. Of course, Mike Allstad, um, 204 yards rushing. Ed Watson, uh uh, had 194 yards rushing. They just battered the Badgers that day. Um, so yeah, I, again, I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to bet against Devin Mockaby. What's What's crazy is you know there's nothing really remarkable remarkable about him physically. Yeah, He's not the biggest guy. He's not the fastest guy. Um, but there's just that certain it, that intangible, I guess, that you can't you can't quantify uh, in a tangible way. Um, he, he, we all, we all seen him run Allen, his ability to find holes, to always be moving forward, to cut and accelerate now and never go backward either. He only had one negative yard rushing last week out of 178 remarkable, uh, no moment seems to be too big for the kid. And we've seen it on the road. We've seen it at home and I think it's going to roll on. I know he's a little nicked up, but I think he's been a little nicked up most of the year. This is football. Everybody's nicked up come, come mid to late October. He'll, he'll be okay. He's going to start. And Alan, again, I'm, I'm not going to bet against him. And what, what, a, what a marvelous revelation for this season, right? I mean, you, you've added the ingredient of a legit running back to make this ground game have some teeth and some bite. And my goodness, what that does to that pass game for Purdue, it just makes it lethal, Alan. So you're talking about a Purdue offense that can really hit on all cylinders. We saw last week, right? Purdue probably should have scored 60 points. You can look at the stats, right? This offense is humming, and you got to credit Mockby for providing a legit ground game to complement that that always prolific pass game for Purdue. Yeah, he has been terrific and uh, certainly is fun to watch. You know, the 38 first downs last week against Nebraska tied a record that was set against Wisconsin. It was just kind of Jim Coletto's undoing, the game that Purdue completely dominated the Badgers in Wisconsin. Purdue lost 
that game uh, in back in 1996, despite Rick Tresker throwing for 328 yards and Ed Watson running for 99 yards. And to just go back to that 97 game, he did have a 75 yard run, but only finished with 92 yards. So I think we're right on that to last 100 yard rusher. But the point is, uh, it's tough sledding against Wisconsin, uh, typically. But uh, I think if Purdue's going to do something big, uh, I wouldn't be shocked that if Maccabee uh, can get to that 100-yard mark, that would be very, very impressive for him yeah. to do so against the Badgers. Um, Aiden O'Connell, an uh, interesting number that uh, saw in the Purdue press notes yesterday that I hadn't realized. He has thrown for over 350 yards, I believe, 12 times, but has never over 300 yards, I should say, 12 or 13 yeah. times, whatever that number is. But well, none five. of them is it 12 and none yeah. of them have been under 350. So uh, he has that's an amazing number. Uh, in terms of 350-yard passing games. Uh, uh, Wisconsin is, again, is usually pretty good defensively. Uh, you buying or selling him over 350 yards this week against the Badgers? I'm buying, Alan. I'm buying. Um, he, he's dialed in right now. We talked about Jeff Brom's effusive praise in the postgame on Saturday night. Jeff Brom is not somebody want to uh, – hyperbole uh, to, to outlandish, grandiose statements. So when he speaks, every word is measured and has value. And he referenced Aiden as being elite. And that's that's a pretty lofty word. And I think it's a, probably an apt description of what we saw from Aiden, especially late in that game, with some of those narrow windows that he was delivering the ball. There was great coverage, Alan. The ball had about, it seemed like about a 12-inch window to be delivered into if it's going to be caught and Aiden delivered it, especially on that Charlie Jones two-yard touchdown. Yeah, that, that was terrific. Pass. Wow. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't see anybody slowing him down at this point. Uh, uh, confidence is a big thing no matter what you're doing in life, and he's got a lot of confidence right now. He's seen every kind of coverage scheme. He's not going to be fooled. He's not going to be flummoxed. He's got ice water in his veins. And now we saw Charlie Jones reemerge last week in a very big way. We're seeing TJ Sheffield step up. <clears throat> Payne Durham's always Payne Durham. And we're seeing another walk-on too, Alan. Andrew Sowinski, redshirt sophomore from Bishop Chittard High School. Uh, you know, Jeff Brom didn't want to call him their, their new Jackson Anthrop, but I'm going to mm -hmm. call him the new Jackson Anthrop, okay? Because that's the comparisons are obvious and Similar build, similar style player. Andrew's a little taller and uh, just a guy that you can always count on, Alan. And we've seen him the last two weeks play a key role, and I imagine his role is going to continue to be at least of note moving forward to give Purdue yet another dependable option in the pass game as well. So it seems to be clicking really good for this offense right now. And his numbers, Aiden O'Connell uh, has quarterbacked at Wisconsin, by the way. He, he did quarterback the game back in 2019. Uh, and I think that that uh, uh, obviously Purdue did not play Wisconsin in 20. And last year he was hurt uh, and didn't get a chance to to uh, play against the Badgers, I believe is correct. And that uh, Jack Plummer played that game. And no, no, that's not, that's incorrect. He did play last year. What am I thinking? He did do that. But again, in 2019, 
Uh, he did throw for 289 yards in that 45-24 loss uh, in, in, at Wisconsin. And, of course, last year at home, not a great performance for Purdue. Remember, the Boilermakers came into that ranked, uh, yeah. and he did, Aiden O'Connell, in that contest – did throw just threw through for just for 200 yards, 24 for yeah. 32. So I'm going to sell and I'm going to say he's going to be under 300 yards. I don't think he's going to have, uh, don't think he's going to have a bad game. I just think maybe Purdue's going to try to run the football a little bit more than we anticipate. And I, I think that that uh, will be an interesting storyline to watch because it is, uh, uh, he has been terrific and I thought he was really an all time best. So I'm not, not, uh, you know, you know, I wonder, I wonder how many times Purdue has won when Aiden O'Connor's thrown for less than 300 yards. Yeah, good question, and uh, we'll have to look that one up because uh, uh, it it hasn't uh, he ha has been in that situation where he is uh, when he's dominant and he has been dominant. Yeah. Um, it's uh, he is he's really been something to watch, and that's a, what's going to be a, a continued to be a, a, a storyline with the Purdue is can he continue to do that and play at that elite level. Yeah, and I, I kind of wonder if people, sometimes I, I ask, I wonder this to myself, if we really understand what we're watching here with Aiden O'Connell. And you've got a long perspective on Purdue football. I know we're only a little over halfway through this year. You think when this, when, when Aiden punctuates his career, is he, you think he has a chance to be part of that cradle of quarterbacks? Oh, I, I, de I definitely do. Um, if you look at where he is and the fact that he has played, uh, has done the job in four consecutive, uh, you know, he's done it four years now. I mean, that's what's amazing. I mean, I know he, I know he was injured after week two, um, and uh, that uh, that uh, didn't help him. But he has, uh, you know, has been in that situation where uh, he has certainly proven himself. Um, I do too. In terms of and I, I think, think he's I, well, I think he belongs. Yeah. And answer your question, uh, yes, Purdue has lost uh, three games, the last three games of late, uh, where he's thrown for over 350 against Ohio State, obviously, when he threw for 390. No, I mean, how many times have they won when he didn't throw? Well, when they have, I'm sorry, when he has thrown for under 350, uh, a good question. Uh, I know they beat Nebraska last year uh, when he threw for two, just for 233. Uh, they beat IU last year when he threw for under 300. Um, uh, they beat, no, in Iowa, he had 375. And of course they beat Illinois, though he came in off the bench and only threw for 182 yards in that one. But uh, it's not all that, uh, yeah. all that uh, uh, common, certainly in terms of where uh, he has been and how, and the job that he has done at quarterback, uh, which has been really, really amazing. Really, I mean, uh, he's, he's something, of, he's something else, man. I think he's really something else. Yeah, you know, and you look at you look you do look back at year one. He and they did beat Iowa in, in the COVID year when he did throw for just just 282 yards in that victory over the Hawkeyes. So it can happen, uh, and it we'll see happen, what I understand. I understand. We'll, we'll see what we'll see what does happen from that standpoint. Of course, a lot of conversation this week about way that uh, uh, not only Nebraska but Purdue and Purdue has struggled. Not and they did against Maryland too. Not as many deep balls. But that deep ball situation, Graham Burton and, and uh, really, really catastrophic uh, defensively for Purdue. Graham Mertz has uh, had his ups and downs as a quarterback, though he is a high four-star, low five-star type guy. Uh, 
Uh, and I'm going to, I will throw that number at uh, two. He, he threw for 182 yards last week. Will he be at uh, 225? To, or let's, let's set it at 250 because Purdue's, Purdue's defense has really struggled uh, in the long passing game. Do you think the Badgers will try to dial that up uh, from a long passing standpoint? Yeah, I, I certainly think they will. And I certainly would if I was a coach. I mean, who wouldn't take your shots to uh, see what you can do downfield throwing the ball? This, you got to think there's a, a crisis of confidence back there uh, among the players. And, uh, you know, there, there, there's, there's been a lot of bleeding as far as allowing the big pass plays go. So, man, I tell you what, if I'm Wisconsin Allen, first time I get the ball, I'm chucking it deep. I'm putting yeah. I'm planting the seed in those guys' heads back there. Right, we're coming after you. You better be ready. Graham Mertz, like you said, he was a very decorated recruit out of Kansas. Big get for the, for the Wisconsin program has never really developed into the type of quarterback I think they thought he was going to be, but he's still deadly, Allen. And they're not loaded with weapons, though, obviously, from a receiving standpoint. Yeah. But still, you know, you're going to take your shots. Braylon Allen is always going to be a focal point when you're playing Wisconsin. Just a terrifically physical, true sophomore running back we saw last year. Just a terrific running back. So, you know, Purdue's going to want to try to contain him too, Allen. And, you know, we've read this. Coaches have said it. You can't do everything on defense, right? What are you going to try to do? And Purdue always wants to try to slow the run down, and they've been very good at that. So when you do that, you're going to have to sacrifice something usually in your back end. And these guys are on islands sometimes, and, and it's going to happen. I feel bad for them. I feel bad for the coaches. I know what it's like to feel like the world's falling in on you, and everybody's against you. Everybody doubts you, but – you know, we'll see how we we'll see how they rise up, and uh, it's an unfortunate circumstance. But uh, Purdue's man so far, right? They've bled a lot. Heck, they could be. I was thinking about this, Alan. They won five of the last six games. The one loss was that game in Syracuse where they gave a pass with seven seconds to go. They could be on like a six-game winning streak. But I digress. Um, they, they've they've they, they've got to step up and, and try to get it figured out. The personnel is the personnel, right? Chris Jefferson didn't play, which hurt. Jeff Brown's not sure when he's coming back from his mental health issues. So you're dealt the hand you, you have. T. Denton's not going to play this year. The transfer from, from Kansas State. I asked Coach Brown about that yesterday. He got three cornerbacks, a couple safeties. <laughs> That's yeah. it. So, yeah. uh, again, uh, this, this is where coaches earn their money and players earn their scholarships. Yeah, last year's game, which is just no indication, certainly Wisconsin, uh, they got well in that game. You know, they only threw eight times against Purdue last year. Again, far different situation. It produced run defense, but Purdue gave up 290 yards rushing. Chaz Malusi, who I believe is out, right? He's so out. For yeah, them. He's out. And, but Bray, Bray actually led the Badgers in rushing last year, 149 yards. Braylon Allen in only 12 carries picked up yeah. 140 in two touchdowns. So this Whoa. is, uh, uh, yeah. I think it will be a big job to keep them under under 100 yards uh, but I do think that uh, uh, can produce slow Mertz down it's going to be interesting like you said I think it would make stand a reason that they will they will try to hurt Purdue deep just because it, just about everybody has and certainly of late and that's uh, going to be a storyline that uh, we're watching uh, too okay another buy sell not to be a little bit snarky trying not to be too snarky will Purdue give up points in the final four minutes of the second quarter Buy or sell. At this point, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I guess buy it. I gotta believe it's gonna happen until I'm not gonna do it until I see it, I guess. Uh, yeah, that's been exasperating on, on on a number of fronts this year. And 
just momentum killing, buzz killing, deflating. To have that happen to you right before the half and to go into the locker room with that, with that hangover, if you will. So yeah, I guess uh, I'm gonna believe it when I see it. So at this point, I guess I'm I'm buying the fact that yes, Purdue will will continue <laughs> to do snake getting uh, when it comes to um, to giving up points at the end of a at the end of a half. Yeah. And as you said, Purdue, I have to hope that it does have the, uh, the what a difference a year makes because uh, just in that entire game, yeah, you want it, you want to, you want to stop them at the end of the half. But if you look back at the numbers too last year, I mean, David Bell, I, I'd forgotten this, uh, had six catches for 33 yards last year. So again, we're talking apples and oranges, the Badger team dinged up, but uh, they had, they did do a really good job on Purdue last year. Payne Durham had the big day with 112 yards, uh, but again, their long pass play was just 24 yards. So uh, that will be an interesting thing that you're going to have to watch to see if Purdue can move the football consistently from uh, and 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 do it uh, without uh, uh, turning the ball over. And turnovers have been a big storyline too with this team. Uh, but uh, uh, you know, you have to f figure out a way to do this. And Purdue's been winning some games. Uh, um uh with a win turning the ball over throughout the month of uh, uh october uh wisconsin can tend to make it yeah go ahead about this uh they're they're even in the turnover margin right now i think yes 12 takeaways 12 giveaways um you're right it's, it's been a, a glut of late of giveaways but uh this could be a buy sell thing too the, the, yeah the, fire away the, the remarkable ability of this defense to respond to a sudden change after a Boilermaker yeah. offensive turnover has been remarkable. Yeah. The real, I think, one of the key backbones of this winning streak, obviously. How many times do you hear about all oh, these score so many points off of turnovers? Purdue's not giving up points off turnovers, Alan. I think they've had, they've committed, I want to say, seven turnovers the last, this month. I think they've yeah. only got three points off of seven turnovers. Think about that. It's really impressive. Seven turnovers. And they're playing close games. So if, if they're busting and not, not, not responding, they're losing these games. They're turning the ball over. The opponent's not scoring. Purdue's winning close games. So, so there you go. That, that's been huge. For all the punches this, this defense sometimes takes from fans and critics, uh, it still has done a lot of good things. And that's definitely one of them, I think, is the ability to respond to that, that adversity and that sudden change to go run out on the field when you did plan to run out on the field and not give up any points. I mean, that's been huge. Three points off seven turnovers. That Minnesota, Allen, they gave up zero points off three turnovers in a 20 to 10 game. Just unbelievable. So uh, <clears throat> I know you're playing with fire here on the law of average. is probably going to catch up on you, catch up to you. But, man, I, I just wanted to mention that. And, um, you know, like I said, Purdue doesn't want to keep rolling the dice and committing multiple turnovers because defense is going to bust at some point. So, uh, you, you don't want to give Wisconsin any easy opportunities, uh, obviously, through, through giving them turnovers in short fields. All right. Uh, I think that's an excellent point and, and really been something that Purdue has uh, it's kept the Boilermakers in games. Uh, and when you hold Minnesota to 10 points, yeah. uh, uh, it's impressive, even though I know that uh, uh, the, the Gophers were shorthanded. But that's, uh, again, you got to take what you can get and 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 yeah. go from there. OK, last one, buying or selling Illinois as the favorite coming in uh for the rest of this uh, rest of this big 10 season obviously the line i believe have to go to michigan 
but uh, they have a schedule outside of Purdue that's really conducive to you know winning. I mean, the other three games are games that they I would expect them to win. I believe I think I've got Northwestern in there as well. Uh, uh, I think that that gives them an opportunity to go. But uh, who's the favorite going in? Are you buying or selling Illinois is the favorite uh, heading down the stretch? I think it's Purdue. Now, not to sound like a, a pom-pom shaker or a homer, but if you even compare the resumes, Alan, and I know Purdue's got two losses and Illinois has only has one, but Illinois played, they beat Wyoming. They beat Virginia, which is terrible. Chattanooga. They won it was won at Wisconsin. We know their issues. And they beat Iowa and Minnesota. Uh, and they lost at Indiana, Alan. Purdue's two losses are quality losses, right? They lose at home to, to I still think a very good Penn State team by 35-31. Then you lose, as we talked about at Syracuse, 32 to 29, the game they 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 basically gave away. Um, so I, I I'm leaning toward Purdue. I, I think they've done more. I think their their losses are better. You know, there's more of them as well. Uh, and um, yeah, I, I'm going Boilermakers. I know Illinois has got a great defense. Maybe it's better than Purdue's. We'll see when they when they square off here in a, in a few weeks. I think the Boilermaker offense is better. I think they're better under center. I know Illinois has got a great running game with Chase Brown, but that pass game always gives, gives Purdue a, a lot of options. We've talked about the balance, too. So I'm going I'm, I'm going to say Purdue's a slight, should be considered a slight favorite in the, to win the Big Ten West. Real quick, Alan, uh, to recap the Illinois remaining schedule, they're off this week, and they're at Nebraska, Michigan State, and Purdue at home, and they finish up at Michigan and at Northwestern. Yeah, and the game at Nebraska could be dangerous for them too. Yeah, just, okay. uh, that, that's true. So uh, that part of it uh, will be uh, is. You know, I, I'm with you on, on that a little bit. I think uh, the fact that Illinois runs the ball the way it does. Uh, uh, yes, uh, you know the quarterback situation. The quarterback's healthy. That that makes a that makes a difference for the line. They were uh, they bear, it was amazing in the game against Iowa how little offense there was. But uh, I think Purdue can slow down Chase Brown. Mm -hmm. They do this week against Bray, Braylon Allen, but I think that uh, if if history is any teacher, Purdue's run defense is as good as it's been, uh, maybe dating back all the way back to 2003 in terms of a, a Boilermaker defense from that standpoint. So, all right, my friend, uh, I think we've come to the end of another another fine episode of uh, uh, Buy Sell. We want to thank obviously the uh, our wonderful sponsor, Acre Pro Midwest Farm Group. Visit acrepro.com or call five, or excuse me, 765-587-3185 and talk to Kyle Spray or your local uh, land expert today. We appreciate, uh, Tom, uh, uh, all your insight into this, and we'll look forward to another week of uh, coverage as we, when your trip up to Madtown, always an interesting thing. You'll be doing the jump around in the press box in the third <laughs> quarter. It, it shakes, doesn't it? Is that true? Yeah, it does. It, it shakes a little bit too. It's always a little bit unnerving, Alan. So uh, I was going to say, does that make you nervous? Be sitting there? Are you uh, someone that's? Uh, I, would I trust all those smart Wisconsin people to build a sound structure up there. So I put my faith in all the Badger engineers and technology that we won't come cumbling down on, on on the field. All right, that's good to know, my friend. All right, again, thanks again, Tom, and we'll see you next week. Uh, actually, we will have one because Purdue will have will be into its bye week. We'll have one in two weeks, leading into the to the uh, game against uh, uh, Iowa. Iowa, right? And but we'll, we, but we, who knows? We might sneak an extra bonus issue in we'll next get week. One in. So, yeah, November fifth, so, uh, Iowa. 
All right. Sounds good, Tom. Thanks again. And we'll look forward to um, a interesting week in Purdue football. They seem to be all interesting. There's a lot to play for for Purdue. Again, thanks to Acre Pro, and we'll talk to you next week.